everybody. Welcome to another podcast on Trekno Babble. This is Matthew. And this is Kevin. And we are doing Voyager Season 6, Blink of an Eye. Uh, this has always been one of my very favorites. Almost always either number one or number two on my best episode of Voyager list. I haven't watched this one in a while, but I do remember liking it a lot. It's a very, it's a very sci-fi-y episode, but I think still manages to balance a solid character story. That's what really does it for me is the sort of high concept science fiction element. Um, the teleplay is by Scott Miller and Joe Minoski, and a story credit goes to Michael Taylor, uh, who we looked up, and turns out he also was responsible for uh, The Visitor on Deep Space Nine in The Pale Moonlight, uh, but also for Voyager. Um, counterpoint which we all enjoyed um and a number of other fairly good credits so it sounds like he's an idea man anyhow let's uh start it and we will see how it goes so get your media ready and we will press play together in three two one press play right away it's a very strange looking planet Almost looks toroidal, like a donut shape. Yeah. Um, I mean, how are we supposed to take the geography of this planet? Like, if, if someone walked fast enough, would they <laughs> sink into the north or south pole? It's a pretty good effect. Like, the, the distortions right at the poles at the dip in the whirlpool are pretty well done. Yeah. No, it's... I mean, it's... Probably early Voyager CGI, um, and it's fine. So they've been caught. Impulse engines aren't responding naturally, and now we know that an episode in their lives is about to start. <coughs> I kind of like how things start without much preamble. They yeah. just kind of dive in. And now we're on the planet. So what do you think about this sort of effect this matte yeah that, that is a matte painting <laughs> the you know sort of tribal gear is interesting it almost looks bird-like i feel like they did a sort of get up like this before in voyager with a very feathery look there was there were some aliens that were on the ship oh yeah and they had like feathered headdresses Spoiler alert, they're not going to keep this fashion sense throughout the history of the world. Well, I think it. Ha I think they were consciously probably trying to do a tribal look that didn't even accidentally register as an Earth one. Yeah, it's like, folks, let's not do Code of Honor here, all right? No, no cultures that we all admire. No thanks. <laughs> Haven't heard those words spoken a lot in some time. So, Voyager shows up in the sky and shakes the ground, right? Um, this is, of course, we know where it's going. It, it's a, it's a similar concept to who watches the watchers in TNG, uh, the notion of cultural contamination. Hmm. Um, also maybe, no, it, it, I was going to say it almost goes into Arthur C. Clarke territory where he says that any sufficiently advanced yeah. technology is indistinguishable from magic. Uh, but there's actually not much interaction between Voyager 
and the people on the surface. So scratch that. Um, I guess it's, it's more of a cultural contamination story. Um, another thing that's sort of a key feature of it is that there's this time acceleration, right? Which allows for, you know, very interesting character development, uh, shortcuts, right? But also cultural development. So the world building, I think, is pretty cool. Um, the matte painting was very early digital. Yeah. You know, like it's clear that it wasn't put on a giant canvas by a highly skilled matte painter. Yeah, it, f it felt very video game. Yeah, I think that's a good good word for it. I do think it gets better as the episode progresses. And it's not horrible, right? It doesn't. I don't think it takes me out of the episode. There's like a fort and there's a campfire. It's a very multicultural society, apparently. Mm. Or I suppose we should say multiracial. Uh, it's one culture. It's an interesting choice. You know, I don't know how frequent that would have been in Earth history to have one socio-cultural group have multiple uh, ethnicities. Here's the fire fruit. Is that just a tomato, like a plum tomato with something stuck on it? I think they spray painted it. Hmm. So we've got the cultural contamination right away, right? It's like we, we are given to understand that that's Voyager up there. Do you think they're reaching this conclusion a little quickly? There does seem to be a bit of a lack of discussion, but, you know, it's a TV show. <laughs> I mean, time is sped up, right? Would Voyager be that bright in the sky? I mean, it's not that big. Well, I think it depends on its albedo, number one, the amount of light it reflects off its surface. Uh, you know, you can see the International Space Station, for instance. Yeah, but it's you, not like a... It's not brighter than most surrounding stars. Yeah. Um, I think it's plausible. Hmm. You know, it, it depends on how bright the star is, what Voyager's albedo is, that sort of thing. So this planet has a tachyon core. Is that possible? Sure. <laughs> I mean, at least it's a it's not like Verderons or something. It's like a it's a truly theorized thing. <laughs> um I I think most physicists would say that tachyons could not exist for long enough yeah. to be the core of a planet. But whatever, they need some mechanism by which to speed up time. I like all these Okudagrams. They look very nice, as per usual, in astrometrics. It's a nice visual way of yeah. showing the passage of time. I suppose there's... Uh, you know, this episode's title, Blink of an Eye, is frequently confused with Wink of an Eye, which is a TOS episode. And in that episode, the uh, antagonist characters were also sped up. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they were thinking about that when they did that. It's clearly a very different story. Like, it doesn't involve, yeah. you know, like, 
the female leader of the group coming to seduce men from the Enterprise or anything. Um, <laughs> it's a different story. So they're caught in a catch-22. They can't use warp if they don't leave, but they can't leave if they don't use warp. So, so Seven says the rate of difference is a second on Voyager is almost a day on the planet. Okay. That feels like it wouldn't get us the eons. Well, let's do the math. Um... 24 hours, 60 minutes, 60 seconds, 86,400 days. In one of our days. For one of our days, okay. Divided by 365. That's 236 years per day. So, depending on how long they're staying, I mean, is it established how long they stay? They, well, they you could go through a millennium in four days. Are they there that long though? It feels like they're there less than like like we're already we're already <laughs> like the Middle Ages. Like we like a man wearing a rope belt is is a universal symbol for the Middle Ages. They're working on a crude hot air balloon. Like they've they they have castles. They have a castle. They have jumped straight through it. They have gone from tribal cultures and jumped right over antiquity. <laughs> So maybe we could take that as 500 years later? A ha half a day? A thousand, two thousand years later. Like, you're talking about... Like, no, I'm saying in the, in the chronology. <coughs> she has a real Sigourney Weaver vibe. Yeah, how did they get on the ship? I think they found a, some sort of porthole. No, I'm saying, how did it open for them? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good question. <laughs> like, did Voyager let them? Well, no, they're going faster. They have not acclimated to Voyager. Oh, wait, they, they still, they're still like... They, they're accelerated. Oh, they're, it's like a temporal inertia thing? I guess. Mm, I'm going to make that sound. Mm. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like, uh, you know, wink of an eye. Or, uh... Timescape, another episode that played a little fast and loose with its, uh... Yes, yes. Well, that was, uh, Fractures in Time. Yes. <laughs> She's been in something else, too. God, she may have been in that one with the Insada Separatists. No, she's not the police officer from there. Yeah, she was shorter. Not bad on the spacesuits. They've got the pee hole. <laughs> you know, whenever you ask actors and extras to stay still, you're always kind of looking for breaks. Yeah. And I don't doing, think I've clocked any. Yeah. They're doing pretty well so far. You know, I would have expected them to bring recording equipment. Yeah. You know, or at least a camera or something. 
and I would have expected them to keep their helmets on. Hmm. How did they get to the bridge? Yeah, that's a good question. Because <laughs> it also looks like they're coming from the meeting room. Yeah, from the conference or from room. the captain's ready room. Yeah. No, maybe that's, that's the conference room. Well, I guess they could have gone through the Jeffrey's tubes, but... Is there a Jeffrey's tube in the conference room? There's a Jeffrey's tube everywhere there needs to be a Jeffrey's tube. <laughs> so this is nice. You know, they're, they're seeing the coffee being no, poured. And, and, and in, a, in a way, um, it's, nice, it's nice to watch them act the way our crew would act in the reverse. Yeah. Like, they're not belligerent. They're curious. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They're asking intelligent questions and making as reasonable a deduction as you could based on the data, which is nice. It's so like, I always like when the less developed culture is still treated as not as, as not therefore stupid. So they've been there for how long now, do you think an hour, 30 minutes about, I mean, at least. Yeah. But every second is a day. Yeah. So let's just say 30 minutes for the sake of argument. That's a month. That's uh, 30 minutes 100. times 60 seconds. 1800 days divided by 365. Five years. Yeah. Oh, and she died too. I like the little look that passes between them when they. Realize he he got it. He gets it. Yeah. So here's a question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Once this race becomes capable of interstellar right. flight, right. how do they deal with the time differential? Yeah. I mean, do they stay in a bubble and right. they're, they're accelerated? Yeah, all trips are one-way trips, yeah. And this is seeming like more than half an hour yeah. at this point. So let's say it's an hour and yeah. it's 10 years. And he should know that. Yeah. See, I think the Daniel Day Kim character here is the one that's getting the most development and yeah. we have the most emotional sort of attachment to. Yeah. And he's acting the hell out of it. He's doing a great job. So we're assuming the third guy in the pod... There was a third guy in the pod, wasn't there? Yeah. Like, he's just left already. He's like the Michael Collins or whatever. Yeah. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah. In a very first contact, like, the people they meet are all reasonable scientists. <laughs> what a beautiful dream. Yeah. <laughs> Well, first contact, to its credit, shows the other sides of yeah, yeah. society. You know, all the college-educated liberals are the ones who are nice, and all the militaristic twats are, you know, trying to ruin things for everybody. But can they survive for long periods? In the other time frame? Asking him to sing is a big ask. And he does okay. Yeah. 
I have the reaction that I have to any type of singing attitude folk or science fiction. Like I've never completely read any song in any book of the Lord of the Rings. When they start singing, I, I skip to the next paragraph. Yeah. If there's important data in the song, they'll reiterate it in exposition. <laughs> And Mul and, and Mulgrew's giving it back. She she's holding her own in the scene. I, I like it. I I like this notion of sports. Yeah. You know, and okay, the grandson of the previous right. athlete. I mean, there are these questions. Yeah, yeah. But it all works. It's cute. It's it, it's just enough flavor to not be obnoxious. Yeah. <coughs> like, they could have had the doctor be beamed up, dressed in, you know, with like a foam finger <laughs> and a pennant or something. I'm glad that they have not encountered the Borg. <laughs> yeah, like, do you, like, relocate your whole population? I mean, it's not necessarily a one-way trip. It's just you'll never see anybody that you love again. Yeah. So who would go on these journeys? You know? Yeah. I mean, like, they didn't know about it at this point. Right, right. But in the future, who would go on these journeys? It really is good fake map building. Like, whatever algorithm they use to generate the scapes is working really well. I doubt they had someone sit down and cartograph that all manually, but yeah. it's good work. So this is a terrific idea. This episode is just loaded with terrific ideas. You know, watching a, a, a species yeah. develop atomic weaponry in high speed, mm -hmm. you know, that would be very disconcerting. Not as antimatter torpedoes. Would antimatter work? I mean, I guess things still work. How would chemistry work? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, if all time is relative, it would just... Yeah, I suppose it's just accelerated from, relative From to someone answer. other's perspective, yeah. yeah. Three-day intervals. That's pretty quick to increase effectiveness. God, how long has he been there now? Well, it's funny because, like, they, they'd have to figure out the time differential because once they got up there, all the explosions would be going off at once in slow motion. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to go with Ayala for some reason.
I mean, the doctor was there for three years. Does he really feel like a citizen? <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> How was he your son? Was he adopted? Time's wasting, doctor. Well acted either way. Yeah. So wait, the ship was there the whole time. So I guess the other dude is is just sitting next to the corpse of his former colleague. <laughs> that is a good question. Where is that guy? So things have changed since he's been gone. Yeah. So they're a little dubious. I guess they would 50 years. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do the reverse math then. Fifty years. Uh, how do I do this math here? Times three sixty-five. Five number of days. Times. No, so you get number of days and then divide by. Um, that's how many seconds have gone by, for Voyager. Okay, eighteen thousand two hundred and fifty seconds. Divided by 60, 304 hours, divided by 24, 12 days. That sounds like a long time for him to have been there. That's not, like, I'm sure it was a throwaway line, but. So now we're getting the second launch. And wow, <laughs> they've advanced quite a bit. They've got tractor beams. They seem to be able to compensate for temporal differential. Looks like Katana Retz was successful. That makes it seem like they've got some sort of anti-gravity. And now they have transporters, too. Yeesh. Temporal compensator. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He can exist in your time right, frame right. without leaving his own. How is he talking to you? Magic. <laughs> I guess it's like the Heisenberg compensator. Right, right. How does it work? Very well, thank you. <laughs> so is it just an image? No, that was supposed to be really him. I think not, so, yeah. Not just an image. See, and showing him like this, this... You know, his character is the one we care about the most. Yeah. I would say. This hillside has stayed pretty static. It's pretty static. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So I, I like the I like the button that the ship le- like Voyager leaving two hours later would have been a long time for the star to remain visible. Like that's a nice touch. Yeah. Um. So I like a lot of the idea of this episode. Having rewatched it now, I think that the, there could be more meat on the bone emotionally. Like I, I wish. Like I think had we stayed with the Doctor and with Katana Rats the whole time, I think this really could have been a gangbuster episode because. The other bits of the episode were not filler. They weren't bad, certainly, but they were a lot of covering a lot of the same ground, recapitulating the nature and uniqueness of the time jumping. So I think maybe an episode that focused more on those two characters, and not even to the exclusion of the other stuff, maybe just balanced a little heavier. Well, so I I agree that it was not the most character-focused episode. It was more focused on the big ideas, right? Um, But the big ideas were so cool that I have a hard time faulting it. You know, it's sort of like a choice, but it's not a bad choice. It's just different than it could have been. No, I, I get what you're saying. Um, and in some ways, there wouldn't be time to, to do both unless you had like a two-parter, you know, which I would I would sign on for any day of the week. No, it's, it's, it's a neat idea. I, I just think it doesn't... The, the, the handful of, like, questions we're left with and the lack of a stronger character focus, like, part of what made... <laughs> who watches the watcher such a joy was watching Picard and uh what's her name Naima no, it's not Naima uh some, something that starts with an N Nuala nope no <laughs> damn we used to be able to do this like I used to be able to have this information yeah add in recall but in, in any event we're old now um had, that relationship between her and Picard really made a diff like really anchored the episode um so it's a very cool idea with a really good execution. It just leaves me wanting a little bit more. Not a lot more. Not a disabling amount more. But, you know, more. I hear you. I can understand. Uh, overall, though, you know, I think it's just so cleverly constructed uh, and realized that, you know, I have a hard time not calling it. It's at least a four as far as writing. Yeah. And yeah. maybe more. You know, it, it, if it's a four, it's a high four. If it's a five, maybe it's a low five. Nuria. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think the acting was terrific all the way through. It was fun. Like, uh, the, the vignettes obviously were a little isolated, but they, they threw themselves into them. Like, particularly the, the observatory scene. I really like those two. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good group. I like Daniel Dickham a lot. The whole uh, astronaut crew was pretty good. I liked his, his crewmate, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Robert Beltran got some good stuff to do. I thought uh, Kate Mulgrew, of course, was typically excellent. Um, I like that Tom got to have a little, you know, a little pep in his step, you know, mm-hmm. arguing for his side of things uh, as far as contacting them. Um, it's at least above average across the board. You know, maybe because of the structure, it doesn't go deep into any particular performance or aspect uh but it's really good Mm. and production wise you know look it it's a tv show that's not the highest budget tv show in the world and it's from the 90s or maybe this is from 2009 this might be the first it's early 2000s yeah like very early like january of 2000 fairhaven was in fact the first episode to air yeah i read in the year 2000 which god if that doesn't (laughs) sum it all up um it's been a it's been a 
lousy couple of decades, I would say. Yeah. Uh, in human history. <laughs> um, anyhow, <laughs> all of that aside. Well, sorry, we're... Oh, I hope whoever listens to this in the future is like 50, you know. Uh, I hope we figured it out by then. Yeah, 50 years from now or two days in Voyager time. I really hope things are better. Um, in the balance, I'm going to go with a four. I think it doesn't quite, it's a great idea and they do a really good job with it. They don't quite spin it out to something really evocative. Like, like, like I'm left with like a I, I feel a way about who watches the watchers. Like I I feel the feeling I feel about Star Trek generally in concentrated form about that episode. And I don't quite get that here. So it's not a four is not a it's not a it's not a complaint. It's just I don't think they 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 didn't push the things they could have pushed far enough to really make it an epic story. It was just a really good story, which is not bad by any means. Hmm. Well I think it's five. Um, I I understand your minor critiques. Uh, I and I even share them to some degree. Yeah, like like it, had they found a way to like spin it as the Doctor story or more like like had they done had the emotional had the emotionally resonant parts been more of the episode, I think I'd be happier. I to me. If you've got so much going on where the viewer is saying, oh, I wish they would do this. Oh, I wish they would do that. It it just shows what a pregnant premise it is. Yeah, I, I, I would have just liked it a little farther along. Like, like, the idea is very well set up very early in the episode. And then they spend a little more time kind of going over that idea again a little bit. When it's like, you've done a really good job sketching the bounds of the story. And you could have gotten to that story sooner. Okay, well, I think it's a five because I'm all, my brain is just thoroughly engaged yeah. each I mean, time I watch it. Nine out of ten feels appropriate for this one. I've watched this a dozen yeah. times at least, mm. and I've never been bored, you know, even the tenth or eleventh or twelfth time. And it's because it just, it's it's so... it It's such a fertile premise that it just gets your brain spinning. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you know what it is? Um, we only met technically, what, a half dozen people? Even in Who Watches the Watchers, we only met a half dozen people, but that was the building block social unit. So we actually knew an entire community, and maybe that's what I would have liked a little. Maybe that's what would have gotten me, like a little more texture. And it, and you got well, to... they could have followed one family. Right, well, well like, yeah, and you, and you get that with, like, the conversation about the, well, I assume it's soccer, because any sport that's not America soccer in my brain. Um, so we assume it's soccer. Um, you got some texture building there, but I think I would have liked a little more in-depth look at the society itself. Like even randomly that Orville episode that kind of plays with this idea of the, of time going by way faster for the planet uh, versus the crew coming down. You got a slightly more developed sense of that people as a people at its various points. Cause they went to bigger places. Yeah. Well, so the Orville is a, is a good comparison to this episode. This feels like an Orville episode in Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, because the Orville will do a really interesting premise, but it'll kind of go quickly, mm. you know? Like, and it it's kind of, it's almost breathtaking in a way how fast they go with things. Mm. Because you're like, wow, they went there. And oh, they went there too. And oh, wow, this thing just keeps happening. You know, lots is happening here. And so, in some ways, this feels like that, um, but it maybe doesn't go as deeply. Uh, I don't know. 
it's exciting enough for me intellectually to be a five. It's very enjoyable for me. I'm not knocking the episode. I'm just saying, like, um, I just think it didn't quite go far enough. But still, no, I think I think nine out of ten. Like, if you were to ask me to rank this out of, out of ten, <laughs> I would probably have given it a nine. Okay. So. All right. Well, five for me, four from Kevin, a nine out of ten total. Blink of an eye. A very, very good episode of Voyager. Yeah. And I want, I'm, now I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast at, like, 5x just to really get the flavor of the episode that's a great idea no (laughs) it might be good for a second or so uh hmm all right well live long and prosper everybody have a good night hopefully you'll still be there in 50 years (laughs) anyone's guess i'm not even sure if orville's really coming back now that uh the two of like that uh they got they're getting a divorce now so (laughs) the what is it the first office kelly and the helmsman guy with the with the beard. Oh, oh! They got married and divorced like in a week. Yeah. So we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out next season. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how, how hard a divorce could it have been <laughs> if they've only been together for a few months? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, look, the reason what's her name left the show is because she was dating uh, Seth MacFarlane. Really? Is that? And is that I, confirmed or just something you read on TMZ? No, they were definitely dating and they broke up and she left the show. But everybody says they swear up and down. It's totally amicable. She's pursuing other opportunities. You know, like it's not it's not a me too thing. It's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find so out. It, like there seems like there's a lot going on behind the scenes <laughs> on that show. OK. All right. Goodbye for real this time. <laughs> OK. <laughs>